Hello, it is May 8th, 2018, and this is Lisa at Living with Lisa, keeping it real. Thank you for joining me for day two of my podcast. I must tell you that yesterday after doing the podcast, I felt invigorated and was looking forward to sharing with all of you today and many different thoughts came through my head and I'm like, trying to narrow it down to what could I say this morning or today, depending on when you're listening, that might encourage and inspire you. Yesterday, I told you that I would share the encounter that rocked my world. And life is about change. As I went out very early in the morning uh, to take the dogs out, yesterday at four o'clock in the morning, the birds were singing so loudly and The chitter-chatter of the birds was amazing and loud. And I just stopped and listened as the dogs did their duties and and just took in the day. It amazes me still on the difference a day can make. This morning, 24 hours later, 4 o'clock in the morning, I head out with the dogs again so that they can do their job. Some things don't change. And not a tweet in the air. But I looked up. And I saw the stars. And in the midst of the silence, I took in the beauty of the stars. And I thought of the verse from Genesis. Genesis 1, verses 14 through 15. And this is from um, The Voice, which is a different um, translation than most are used to. But it's one that I have come to truly enjoy for some verses. So Genesis 1, 14 to 15. Lights come out, shine in the vast expanse of heaven's sky, dividing day from night to mark the seasons, days and years. Lights warm the earth with your light. It happened just as God said. God fashioned the two great lights, the brighter to mark the course of the day, the dimmer to mark the course of night. And the divine needed night with the stars. God set them in heaven's sky to cast warm light on the earth, to rule over the day and night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that his new creation was beautiful and good. Evening gave way to morning. That was day four. No wonder it's so beautiful. God created it. And I know I have some listeners that... um, may not share that same belief in me that God created the world and everything in it. Um, and FYI, this this podcast, Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real, what keeps me real is my faith in God. So there will be Bible verses, and I hope you'll stay. It's not going to be Bible thumping heavy, I promise, because Bible thumping pushed me away from God. So I won't thump you with the Bible, but I will share verses with you and ways that I see God working around me. So the difference a day can make. Let's take a break. And when we get back, I'll share how the difference one day made in my life and one of my greatest losses. Be sure to stay tuned. This is Lisa living with Lisa, keeping it real. And we'll be back in just a little bit.
I know that music might have been a little depressing, yet I thought it was kind of fitting. So I'm using it anyway. I thought it was a pretty cool transition. And this is day two of my podcast at Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real. So you know what? I have so much to learn and I know I'm going to be getting a hold of Patrick over at We Live on a Planet for some pointers. I feel a coffee or tea date coming. Anyway, let me share how my life changed in a matter of from one day to the next. April 2nd, 1994 was a Saturday evening before Easter. Uh, My husband and I enjoyed watching a movie and having dinner with my parents. My sister and her boyfriend weren't able to be there because she was working like she always was, working, working, working. But, you know, she stopped in, delivered Easter baskets, sang, was silly. And, you know, we were silly together because that's just what we did. And, you know, laughter. I remember giving her a kiss on the cheek, telling her I would see her in the morning. I was going to stop on my way to work. Well, guess what? My tomorrow, that visit never came. April 3rd, 1994, Easter Sunday. My sister, Heidi Allen, was kidnapped from the DNW convenience store located in New Haven, New York. The convenience store is at the intersection of State Route 104 and 104B in a little town called New Haven, New York. We are just a blink of an eye. But on Easter Sunday, 1994, New Haven, New York went on the map because one of our own, Heidi Allen, my sister, was kidnapped. Stay tuned. Don't go away. I'm going to give you a little music and I'll be back. Hi, this is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. I tried to play a song for you, but I'm not figuring it out, and it's not uploading. So you know what? I'm moving on, because this is a learning curve, right? So I know what I'll be working on later today is figuring out how to get the music to upload. Anyway, we left off with, on April 3rd, 1994, my sister Heidi Ellen was kidnapped while working alone at the DNW convenience store located in a fabulous little town called New Haven, New York. Um, We're close to Lake Ontario, a small community. It was prior to that date, a community where people didn't lock their doors. They left their keys in their car in case the neighbor's, you know, car didn't start in the morning. They'd have a car or need to run to the store. Everything changed that day. Just like yesterday, the birds were singing and filling the air, and today it was silence. But in the midst of that change, there was still beauty. Don't get me wrong. 25 years ago, I did not see beauty here. 24 years, I should say. We're into our 25th year, but it hasn't been 25 years. Um, Over the past 24 years, it has not been full of beauty. I was not able to look up into the sky and see the stars shining. Instead, I looked up and all I felt and saw was darkness. And for 10 years, I blamed God for taking my sister. 
Why? Why, God, why? What if? Because you see, Heidi wasn't even scheduled to work that day. She picked it up so that a friend could be home with her kids and watch them open their Easter baskets and gifts. It wasn't even her day to work. Heidi was selfless and figured she didn't have any kids. You know, that was the right thing to do, and that's who she was. She was, you know, a pretty cool kid. She was 18 years old, and 24 years later, she still remains missing. And there's not a day that goes by that we don't hope and pray that someday she'll be found so she can have that proper rest and peace. That journey over the past 24 years has not been easy. And if you would have asked me that day if I would see good in the world again, my answer would have been no. If you would have asked me, um, do you believe in God? I probably would have lied and told you yes. Well, I always believed in God. I was just mad at him. I still went to church for about a year. Not even a year. No, maybe a month or so. <laughs> yeah, more realistic a month. Maybe a little longer. But I didn't go because I wanted to go. I went to candlelight vigils because I felt like I had to. Because it was the right thing to do. Not because I believed in the prayers or even wanted to have a conversation with God. Just so you know, a conversation with God, that's prayer. You know, I had no time. The only thing I gave him was anger and hatred. Because I blamed him. He took Heidi. He allowed this to happen. He did not stop it. What kind of God does not stop a child from being kidnapped? But stop right there. If we dwell only on that, the victimization that occurs after tragedy will continue and it will bury you and it will bring you down. And we are called for so much greater. You are called for so much greater. You were not designed to feel crummy and terrible every day. I didn't do anything. Heidi didn't do anything to bring this on. You haven't done anything for whatever your life's tragedy is. Things happen. We live in a world of change, a world of darkness at times. And it can be easy to open up the door and go outside and see nothing but a black sky. But I want to encourage you. I am not the young woman I was the day my sister disappeared 24 plus years ago. Today I'm a much stronger woman. And it's because after the 10-year anniversary of Heidi's disappearance, one child touched my heart. And shared with me the one thing I needed. Let's take a break. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Lisa. Living with Lisa. Keeping it real. Please don't know. Do not leave this um, podcast after today. I promise not to be this deep or this depressing on a daily basis. And I hope that you're not depressed. I hope you're seeing that there's so much more. 
And I'm glad you're still listening because guess what? This is where the cool stuff starts, okay? But if you don't know where my brokenness was, then you don't realize how far I've come. Each of us is broken in our own way. My brokenness, my greatest brokenness was April 3rd, 1994, the day Heidi was kidnapped. And the days to follow, not knowing where she is and always waiting and hoping and praying that she's found. But I wasn't always there. I lived 10 years in darkness and pain and hurt and anger. And that brokenness came out in just attitude and moodiness. And you know, I can still be moody, but heck, I'm human. You know, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway... Everybody's broken in some way, shape, or form. Maybe your brokenness um, is or was an addiction. Maybe your brokenness is or was a bad marriage, the loss of a child, bankruptcy, tragedy, the loss of a parent. I don't know what your brokenness is. But I think in some way we're all broken when we truly think about it. But I still remember the day that one of my students, Jonathan, looked up at me and said, Mrs. Busky, you need Jesus. And I got to tell you, if an adult would have said that to me, I would have had to come back. And it would not have been friendly. But because God used one of my students and God knows our hearts, he knows how to reach us. We just have to open up and listen. And let me tell you, I was not opened up. I was not listening. I was still as cold. But that child looked through me. He looked beyond the facade or the mask I was wearing as if he could see my heart and see the brokenness. And he invited me to church. That easy. Invited to church by a seven or eight year old. And I couldn't tell him no. And I tell this story all the time. And I said, well, what time does church start? And he asked, he looked at me and he said, I don't know. Call my father. Let me tell you something. This kid knew what time church started. He was a smart cookie. But the best part is his father was the pastor. So in order to go to church, I had to call his pastor. Or his father, which was the pastor, which I did. And my plan was, you know, I was just going to go and then, you know, the pastor says, oh, why don't you come for Sunday school? Let me tell you, Sunday school and church, people are nuts. I haven't even walked in a church in probably five plus years, even to fake it. And now you want me to go to Sunday school? But then I thought about it. Oh, yeah, I'll be at Sunday school, I said. And so I got there bright and early for Sunday school. And here was my goal. I was going to go to Sunday school, have Jonathan, my student, see me and then slip out before church started. That did not happen. First of all, the church was so stinking tiny, there was no way to sneak out of anywhere. And I didn't get to see Jonathan at Sunday school because he was already at children's church. So I had to stay for church so that he could see me. But the unexpected happened after I walked through the door. I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what it was, but I felt something. And maybe that's it. I felt something for the first time in a long time. 
I couldn't put it in words, but I felt something. I stayed for Sunday school. I stayed for church. I felt something. I don't remember all the people I talked to. I don't remember Jonathan looking at me or seeing me or talking to me that day. I just remembered I finally felt something. And when I got in the car to go home, I literally was like three minutes from church, four minutes. I had to keep driving because I could not stop crying. And that was the Sunday before Thanksgiving in 2004. I felt something. More than 10 years later, I finally felt something. This is Lisa, keeping it real and taking a break. Be right back. Hi, this is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. How you doing out there? I I do hope you're still listening. I have to tell you, it's so much better than the pain and the hurt and the brokenness. Yet, it's that brokenness that's made me into the woman I am today. I went to church. I cried the entire way home, you know, taking the long trip. And it was worth it. I think I released 10 years worth of tears, however many days that is. Can you even imagine releasing 10 years worth of hurt? I couldn't tell you then what it was, but I can tell you today. The Holy Spirit touched me. God touched me. The Holy Spirit started to heal my heart. I was not healed overnight. I did not just instantly say, I'm better. I cried and, you know, lifted my hands up and went, ah. That wasn't even the aha moment, I don't think, as my pastor calls it. But that was the day I released. That's the day I acknowledged the brokenness, if that makes sense. And that's what we all need to do. There's a verse from 2 Corinthians, verses 2 to 4, which have stood out to me for so many years. And on the tough days, when it just stings and when it still hurts, and I just miss my sister and, you know, wish she was here to see her niece graduate, to see her niece go to college or, you know, spoil her niece and do things that I've told her not to do and take her shopping and buy the things I said, no, she doesn't need, you know, the good stuff. This is the verse I think of on those days when it just hurts. Have you ever been so broken that it just hurts? I want to give you hope because that's what this podcast is all about. I'm so glad I learned about anchor because let me tell you, I am here to tell you it is possible to go beyond the brokenness of loss and tragedy bankruptcy, bad marriages, loss of children. There's more. And I don't know the reason. I'm not God. But I know we're all broken in some way, shape, or form for whatever reason. But here's some hope. 2 Corinthians verse chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. May grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, surround you. Be surrounded by God. Be surrounded. He loves us. He loves you. All praise goes to God, Father of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. He is the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort. He consoles us. He consoles you. God consoles you. 
as we endure the pain and hardship of life so that we may draw from his comfort and share it with others in their own struggles. The first time I read this verse, I just laughed out loud, literally. And that was before LOL was even a thing. Laughed out loud, like, are you telling me? Me, the wreck, the mess, broken, hurt, you know, on the outside appeared to be happy and have it all together, but behind closed doors was just, you know, until the hun cranky pants and so sad and depressed. You're telling me that I'm going to be able to help somebody else? I didn't believe it. So the verse that made me laugh out loud is now the verse that gives me strength on the tough days. If you look at verse 4, so 2 Corinthians 1, 4, if you have a Bible, and you change the pronouns and personalize the scripture, it's not altering the scripture, it's just personalizing it. So verse 4, God consoles you as you endure the pain and the hardship of life so that you may draw from his comfort And share it with others in their own struggles. God will console you as you endure the pain and the hardship and the brokenness. As long as you draw close in his comfort, we just have to ask. You might be listening to this and saying, lady, you're nuts. All right, Liv and Lisa, keeping it real. You are so unreal and you don't get it. I'm telling you, that's how I felt about this verse. And it wasn't overnight. It was a few years. You know, one, I'm kind of a stubborn person. And two, it's all in God's time. And it took me time. I'm still a work in progress, as most people are. And depending on what your brokenness is, you're not going to heal overnight. Or you might. There's been people that have, you know, quit smoking overnight. But I don't think that's the norm. But I do know it's all possible. Mine was thankfully because of my faith. Uh, So, 24 plus years ago, my sister Heidi Ellen was kidnapped. She remains missing. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think of her. But there's also not a day that goes by that I don't try to share joy and happiness and hope and encouragement and inspiration with others. There's not a day that goes by that I don't seize the moment and accept the change and the new way of life, because that's what it really is. It's a new way of life after tragedy and loss and brokenness. You got to figure out your new norm. What is your new norm? My daughter sometimes tells me I live in a Pollyanna world. You know what? And if I do, so be it. I'll live in my Pollyanna world because you know what? To look and see the goodness and the joy in the world is so much better than living in darkness. I'd much rather open my door in the morning, hear birds singing, look up and see the stars that took away all the darkness. God gave us stars to take away the darkness so we were never in pure darkness. That's cool stuff. Robert F. Kennedy said, Great change dominates the world, and unless we move with change, we will become its victims. You are not called to be a victim. 
You are called to be a warrior, to be strong. And you can, and you are, and you will. I found that strength and courage to move forward with God. Because one child shared with me. Who knows? Somebody listening might be saying, I, God is not for me. And you know what? That's okay. The one thing I hope you get out of today's podcast is that there is so much more to life than darkness. I hope that you're able to look up and see the stars. Because you know what? Life's pretty cool. And there's some great stuff going on and you don't want to miss it. Live each day as if it's your last. Love your family and friends as if it's their last. Make a goal. And it might be a baby goal. You know, one of my first goals was to put my feet on the floor and get out of bed. The next goal, put my feet on the floor, get out of bed, take a shower. Put my feet on the floor, get out of bed, take a shower, leave the house. Put my feet on the floor, get out of bed, take a shower, leave the house, and enjoy the moment. I pray you can enjoy the moment. You are called for so much more than the brokenness. So, as you think about it, living with Lisa, keeping it real. Today, I think it was kind of deep, but very real. But just like with, you know, some good books I've read, you know, slow, 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 slow books. But if you don't have the background knowledge... It's just another book, and it doesn't make sense when you get to chapter 5. If I just talk to you about hope and encouragement and inspiring you and how great life is, and you can do this, you're going to say, you don't get it. You have no clue how I feel. There's truth to that. I don't know how you feel exactly. I've met many sisters of missing children, missing adults. And guess what? We all feel differently. But we all feel the pain and the loss and the hurt. I don't know how you feel exactly. Whether our tragedy and brokenness is the same or different. But I know what pain feels like. I know what loss feels like. But I also know on the other side of that. When we let go. There is joy and hope. I'm here to tell you. I was hurt. I was cranky. I was miserable. I was ugly. But like, you know, John F. Kennedy told us, you know, there's so much more. We don't want to be victims. And why should we be victims or be re-victimized? Great change dominates the world. We need to move with the change. Are you willing to move with the change? Are you willing to use your pain to help others? Maybe not today, but down the road, I guarantee you will. And you're going to feel so much better for it. This is Living with Lisa, keeping it real on Anchor Podcast. Enjoy your May 7th. Oh, sorry, May 8th. I missed a day. Oh, goodness. Enjoy your May 8th, 2018. And I'll see you tomorrow. This is Lisa. Say, keeping it real. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 